Hi friends and welcome to Live Life Well, the podcast. Our mission is to empower millennials to thrive and not just survive so that they can live a life full of purpose, joy and delight. My name is Amy and I'll be sharing the life-giving practices and lessons I've learned on this journey of failing forward. We'll be talking about how to balance your career, business and passions while maintaining your physical, mental and spiritual health. I'm dedicated to sharing from a place of authenticity and I'm going to give you VIP access to my conversations with wise mentors and guests. My hope is that by the end of each of these episodes, you'll have something you can apply to your life so that you can live it well. I hope this also just feels like we're sitting across from each other in a cafe over a nice cup of coffee or your favorite beverage and having a chat like old friends. Thanks for stopping by and let's get started. Hello and welcome back to Live Life Well, the podcast. I am very excited to be bringing to you a special interview that I had with an amazing lady called Eleanor Moshe, and she's someone I met along my Art by Aims journey when I was doing my side business in modern calligraphy, and this is an interview we recorded about a month ago but we are reintroducing it here as part of our series on the six dimensions of wellness. If you don't know what that is, go back and listen to our earlier episodes to get a flavor of what we're going for. But um, with this episode, I should just say that this was the first time that I've actually edited um, a interview. So usually my interviews with our guests are a free flow kind of conversation, but I think um, for the purposes of what we were doing it, um, doing in this podcast episode, we wanted to keep it short and punchy. So there will be some little bit of editing um, things here and there, which don't make it um, it's not as smooth as I would like, but it is what it is. Um, I still think that there's so much value that's in this episode. So I hope you enjoy it and I will see you on the other side. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Live Life Well, the podcast. We have an amazing guest with us today. She has such a brilliant career track, um, someone who has gone through different evolutions in her career and in her occupational wellness I can definitely see as someone who's observed her career and her transitions between different phases that she's someone who can really speak into occupational wellness for us today. So she is the founder of The Construction Coast, a podcast host herself of Constructing You, author of Constructing Your Career. She's a mentor. She is also a contract administrator as well. So a lot of hats that she wears. Thank you so very much for having me, Amy. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Thank you again. Um, And we are going to start firstly, um, I give my guests a question to ask before we um, enter into, I guess, the big, bigger picture and the topic for today. Um, And that is really what would you talk, what would be the advice that you give to your 20 year old self? If you could question in time. I would say that the most important thing is to activate your mind and know that whatever it is that you want, you will get. Failure is part of the process. It is not something to be avoided. 
And the worst thing that you can do is internalize what other people think you should be instead of being all of who you are. Wow. And And you will lose people along the way, but that's going to happen because it's just making way for the right aligned people to come into your life. Mm, fantastic. And you've obviously had to live through some of that yourself. So maybe if I could, we could almost like dial back a little bit and just talk about what your story and what your journey has been. How did you come to that realization for yourself? And you can go however you want to go. That's a great question. And when I look back at my journey, there is one pivotal moment in time when everything that I am today is because of that moment. And of course, when you look back, it's easier to connect the dots than when you are looking forward. And my tipping point was really when I met my mentor, someone who was larger than life, and it's Ron Malhotra. And, but before that, what happened, I was undergoing a process of deep introspection, of asking myself really, really important questions. What do I want? Why am I here? What am I trying to achieve? And for me, that really came out, that vision came out through the journaling process. Mm. And you know it in a way, you have this vision. And I believed in my vision. I believed in my vision enough. I had no idea how it would come into fruition. I had no idea what it would really take or what is the pathway. But I carried that vision. And around the same time, I started the construction coach, which is Australia's first construction coach. Mm. Reflection of the thinking at the time, I was thinking very small because I said, I'll just make it a blog. It'll just be this and I want to help people and everything will be, everything will be fantastic. It did, it's not a blog. It is much more than that. It, as you said, the evolution of it has been intensely rewarding and valuable for the construction industry. But because I first and foremost had that vision of what I wanted for my life, did the people and opportunities start to come around me? And that's how it works. That is how the universe works. When you have this unwavering belief in what it is that you want, the universe will start to bring people and opportunities that will make that happen. The difference is the universe can put them in front of you, but people don't have the courage and the bravery to actually take them. Mm. I went to an event on LinkedIn because all of a sudden I had a realization that LinkedIn was, I need to be on LinkedIn. <laughs> be on LinkedIn. And I went to that event and that's why I met my mentor, my now mentor, someone wow. who one of the most important people in my life, it's Ron. Mm. And I met Ron at that event and he was speaking my language. Ron was future me. And long story short, I signed up to his thought leadership program. Thought leadership is everything that I was meant to be. I was always a thought leader, but what happens is society will tell you, no, here's a box. You need to fit into this box. Mm. You need to perform. This is how you need to behave. This is how you have a career. Yeah so grateful I broke out of that. And of course, that journey that I've been on in the last 12 months has been of absolute exponential growth. And because of the massive achievement and the massive results, COVID or otherwise, that I've, <laughs> that I've achieved in the program, do I now get to work with Ron and be the thought leadership mentor myself with Ron? But when I really look at the journey, it is that tipping point. It's the 16th of June, 2019, where mm. my completely changed. And that's the journey that has meant the most to me. Mm, Yeah. So what I'm hearing is that having a mentor or finding someone that really aligns to, you know, what you see your future self to be is like, was pivotal for you um, in that, in that point in time. So yeah, I think that's a really good tip for the millennials or the people uh, who will be listening to this podcast. Um, In terms of like how you've been able to continue to grow and to learn, 
we've already talked about a mentor. So what are some other strategies that you have, like in terms of how to, how, how did you build the career, I guess, like that you have now and the different streams, I guess, of um, influence that you have? First of all, it's knowing that the conventional career path is not the only way to have a career. There is so much more. And it is my duty as an industry leader to keep on showing people what is possible. Mm. To, have the you know, to climb the corporate ladder, that is one way to have a career. Mm. So you can have a career by having a traditional corporate career. You can go down the route of traditional employment, traditional entrepreneurship, or you can go down the route of thought leadership. And thought leadership is really the career path because it allows you to have impact, influence, and income through businesses that are an extension of your personal brand, your core message, and your passion. Mm. This is the way to live a life. Why would you live a life? Why would you try have a career based on anyone else's conventions, based on anyone else's limited perceptions? And it amazes me that people are looking to people who have no vision, who have expansion of their worldview, asking them for advice where to go. They have no idea where they are going themselves. Mm. They are trying to fit themselves into job titles. They are trying to simply replicate careers that are non-inspirational, that aren't even maximizing their income, that aren't even realizing their full potential. That's not a career. That is a waste of time. That is an average career. Mm. Wow. 70% yep. of people in the world have average careers. They have unremarkable careers. What is the point of that? Mm. Once you realize all this, and you team that for me, time is my most precious asset. I'm very time sensitive. Yeah. We are given, if you live to the age of 80, you are given 4,000 weeks. That is it. Wow. When you put You're it like not, that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get more than that. You don't, if you live to 90, you get more than that. But on an average life cycle, that's all the weeks you get. Why would I not be driven? Why would I not be conscious that I'm here to grow? I'm here to learn. And I'm here to do everything that I absolutely think I can and want to and to continue to grow because I'm not given any more. I'm not given any more time. What am I going to do? Waste it? That is just sad. That is just a waste. We are given the opportunity to have a human experience. I can breathe. I can talk to you. Mm. I can have thoughts. I can re-engineer my whole reality. You think I'm going to actually not be motivated enough to want to learn and want to grow, to want to try, to want to do things differently? Absolutely not. And once you actually internalize that realization and make that your truth, because first and foremost, you have to start expanding your worldview. Once you do that, you don't stop growing and learning. Mm. This doesn't happen. It's not an option in my reality. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, yeah, again, it comes down to like the, what, what your thoughts are as well, right? Mindset and, and, um, and how you can think beyond just that little box that sometimes like society puts us in. So I think that's a really good point to, um, to make. How then, if you've got all these ambitions, how do you make sure you don't burn out? Because like, I, I think that's a huge thing for people who are driven as well. Like to, um, I know for, at least from my experience that um, when you have such a great um, ambitions and, um, and also uh, just a vision for what you want to see, how do you make sure that you don't burn out? Energy doesn't lie. And when I am working on aspects that are related to my vision, that are tied into my greater why, 
I'm actually working in my zone of genius. I'm not being depleted of energy when I'm working in my zone of genius. Mm. I can hours and I have no idea what the time is. I don't even get up. I don't drink. I'm just doing. Mm. Just doing what actually makes me come alive. Yeah. In my first workshop, pre-COVID, it was a 12-hour day straight. And at the end of it, I was absolutely buzzing. I could have gone on for hours. I don't come crashing down. Mm. Depleted. But I've also done a lot of inner work. I've done the mentoring work with Ron to actually understand what is in alignment with what I like doing. Mm. What I like doing, I don't do that. I don't know <laughs> thing. It yeah. is as simple as that. So I'm constantly looking after my energy. And I am doing that by actually feeding my mind, feeding my heart set, feeding my skill set with what is in alignment to my vision. Burnout is not even a thing in our world mm. because we are constantly trying to be in constant alignment. Mm. People experience burnout is when they are not in alignment with what they actually should be doing. They're not actually mm. listening to the core of their essence. Mm. And then what they do when they do actually know that I hate doing something, they continue to do it because of expectations set by other people. Mm. Oh, yes. That's so big. Okay. <laughs> we could totally go a different direction right there and then, um, but I'll, I won't um, for right now. Um, but yes, I think that's so true that often like we live our lives based on the expectations of others. Um, potentially it could be our parents or it could be our, you know, um, close network even. Um, and it's, uh, it takes a lot of courage. Um, and I really want to commend you for that as well, for your, um, your innovation and your courage in like taking, going where people haven't been before um, and really just um, planting your flag and really like saying, yes, you know, I'm here and I'm, I'm going to make a difference. And I think that's really um, what I gather from, you know, looking at your profile, having chats with you observing from the sidelines as you've built your amazing platform has been that you you have a real heart for mentoring as well um and you know that's one of the things that you say talk about in um on on linkedin as well um and so how has that evolved for you because i remember when i was looking when you first started you you had some like groups of students or construction um students and then how has that changed over time and what's that looking like right now it has completely evolved. And I, look back, I look back on when I started and again, I was basing my decision on the thinking available at the time. And that leads you to very limited options. But of course, it has been through the mentoring process with Ron. Do I actually understand what is it that I am doing for my clients? What problem am I solving for my clients? So right now on a high level, my mentoring has entry level. So, so for those wanting to actually get into the industry, then we have the level two, which is those really wanting to scale from management to leadership. So what does that evolution actually look like? And then my top tier of mentoring is those that want to become an authority within their space, within their industry. This is what I do. I am me only. There is no one who mm. is a pathway. There is no one who has the products, the purpose that I do. So the top tier of mentoring is the thought leadership space. But of course, when you inhabit the space of a thought leader, we're not just good at one thing. And that is where a lot of people falter in the mentoring space. A, they go down the route of being tactical. B, they only, they think they, if they just 
nail one thing, they're providing the best service. But what, what their clients are actually missing out on is the holistic approach. Because you can, for example, teach someone how to public speak. Well, that's fantastic. What about their branding? What about their messaging? What about their... Mm. There's none of that. So in thought leadership model, we're really holistic. And because we are constantly working to build our skill set in many different arenas, do I also do consulting in many different arenas as well? Business, marketing, presence, and the like. But that's only because I've spent a lot of time pouring into myself and trialing and failing forward and mm -hmm. doing it myself. I speak from experience and not just a tactical level of knowledge. You have to speak from a level of insight. Mm, yeah, no, that's fantastic. I think um, being a thought leader is actually something that I've been thinking a lot about. So I'll probably after this interview talk to you a little bit more. Um, but I'll, I just, uh, you mentioned something that is huge in what we want to talk about in this podcast, um, probably as we about to wrap up, but uh, failing forward. So what do you do when you fail and, and how do you get yourself back up? Um, how has that changed, I guess, from when you first were thinking about failure? And then where are you now in, in that um, headspace? I actually failed forward this week and I was thinking about my relationship with failure. And there was a time where I would consciously and strategically avoid it. Hmm a bar of it because I was so in my head you know what will other people think what will other people say but the mere fact that you are failing it means that you are trying and there are people out there who are not even trying mm. so I'm glad that I'm failing because the sooner that the failure happens the sooner I can learn the sooner I can be on my way to my own definition of success I know very well there is no failure without success the larger the failure the larger the success but what I've also done, and this is also in part of the mentoring process, I am ready for failure mm. because I have mentally prepared myself that when it comes, I know it's not the end of the road. I know it's meant to happen. I know it's there to teach me a lesson. I know it's there to unveil a blind spot. Now, if failure doesn't happen, I'm still operating under these four pretenses and I am continuing to serve people in you know, a lesser way. So the sooner I fail, the sooner it is literally better for everyone that is involved. Mm. To have that massive level of success, it comes at the expense. And I know that I want the success more than ever before. It, it, it's a fire that just keeps on growing within me. So I've consolidated that the failure is part of that. Mm. Yeah. Because if I have it too cruisy, or have, you know, for lack of a better word, I'm also not doing enough. If I'm not failing, I'm also not doing enough and I'm constantly staying in my comfort zone. So I need to fail in order to move forward. And the faster it happens, the faster you can move forward in quantum leaps. Mm, yeah. So I think just reframing what failure actually means is huge in part of your process. And I think really helpful, um, even for me, just listening to you now, um, thinking about, um, yeah, what's to come. So... Thank you so much for your time. Um, we like to just end on something a little bit light. So I'm going to ask you some quick rapid fire questions um, that Eleanor has not looked at and I have not given to her. Um, so let's just, um, it's just top of mind kind of first thing that comes into your head. So what is your favorite book? I have a few. Think and grow rich. Obviously, by Napoleon Hill, that is hugely transformational. And that was one of the books that instigated 
the growth journey that I'm on. That should be mandatory for everyone who can breathe. Okay. The of the Millionaire Mind, I read that at a really pivotal moment in time and made a really good decision on the back of that. And I love the book, Life on Earth, Life on Earth According to an Astronaut. It's by Chris Hadfield, and he has had an intergalactic career and for someone who has experienced the human race from a different galaxy, he offers a very unique perspective on human life. And of course, I'm an avid reader. There's a lot of books that have been pivotal along my journey. Fantastic. That's, um, I haven't read any of those, so I'll have to look into them. Okay. Um, Favourite travel destination? Not that we can travel much at the moment, but... Israel and Italy. Beautiful. And favourite food? Pasta. <laughs> yeah. And um, favorite podcast at the moment, or what are you listening to? It would have to be my own. <laughs> it takes a lot of time to record it, but the favorite podcast, I am a big fan of Chris Harder's For the Love of Money. Mm, very cool. And final one, because I'm a huge ice cream fan and my husband is too. What's your favorite ice cream flavor? Caramel. Caramel. Excellent. Thank you again for your time. Thank you very much, Amy. Hi, everyone. I hope you enjoyed that episode with Eleanor. Feel free to connect with her on LinkedIn, on Instagram, or her website. All the links are in the show notes. And if you have enjoyed this podcast episode, like we said last week, consider buying us a coffee, which means just financially supporting this podcast. And the link to buy me a coffee is on the or in the show notes as well. I just wanted to flag a little something as well for those who have listened to the podcast episode that was released last week. And that is with the mastermind that I talked about. There has been some rethinking around this and it's mainly just to do with preparing and thinking about the timelines of things. I realized that we're getting to this end of the year kind of flavor and even for myself that um, I'm probably not thinking so much about personal development and self-development at this point in time. So just done a bit of rejigging of the timing and timeframes for that mastermind and it will mostly most likely happen in January next year however having said that if you are interested in some coaching and mentoring in the holistic wellness space there will be some opportunities to engage with these themes and principles very shortly. So just stay connected uh, with me on my Instagram page or the Live Life Well podcast page as well, which is in the show notes. You can connect with us on Facebook as well. And those links are in our show notes as well. So with that, I hope you have a great two weeks before we join each other again. We will be delving into our social justice stream in our next episode so look forward to that and until then we hope that you will live life well